This is the Peaceful Embodiment Podcast, yoga, mindfulness, and living well. Welcome to the Peaceful Embodiment Podcast. I'm Chandrika Gibson. And I'm Jean Byrne. The Peaceful Embodiment Podcast is brought to you by Wisdom Yoga Institute. We are researchers, perpetual students, and practitioners of contemplative traditions. The Peaceful Embodiment Podcast explores the intersection of spiritual practice research and the integration of wisdom traditions into daily life. So welcome, I'm Jean and I'm here with my really good friend Chandrika Gibson today and this is our first offering of the Peaceful Embodiment podcast and we wanted to just let you know a little bit about how we got to this moment that um, we felt that it was important to be talking about peaceful embodiment in the yoga community. So I'll let Chandrika introduce herself. She's doing some really interesting research at the moment because she's a PhD candidate. Could you just tell us a bit about it? Thanks, Jean. And it's so much fun to be doing a podcast with you. So yeah, Peaceful Embodiment, it encompasses a lot of the issues that practitioners of movement practices, but also anyone who's moving through the world in a body might have run into along the way. Things like body image issues. This is kind of like a psychological construct of how we view ourselves. And it's very much influenced by all of the social interactions that we have. And these days we have so many more interactions than our ancestors probably did. So we're really swimming in a sea of body images of other people's bodies, of diet culture messages about how we should be and what is acceptable, what is considered attractive. There's all these kinds of body image issues. My particular interest is around disfigurement and people who have an altered appearance. They look different from the norm. This really stands out in society and there's a lot of stigma and potentially shame attached to that. And so that's your, a lot of, of what your PhD is about. It's in integrative oncology and you're working with health professionals and trying to, I understand you're designing an intervention for those health professionals. Tell us how that kind of relates to peaceful embodiment. Yeah, so the interactions that my participants in the PhD have, they're all patients with head and neck cancers. And when you have cancer in such a visible area, the treatments are also extremely visible. In their interactions with health professionals, this is kind of part of the make or break of whether they have a really traumatic experience going through a cancer treatment or whether they're the kinds of people that can find benefit in it relatively quickly. Of course, there's always a degree of trauma with these things, but some people seem to have resilience and seem to be able to bounce back. And we might even think about it from a positive psychology perspective of bouncing forwards into a life that's even more enriched because of their experience with cancer. So the crucial point is the interactions that they have with the health professionals. People are in a really receptive state and everything that their health professionals say hits a very deep part of them. So they react and they find themselves with kind of cascading ruminative thoughts about what's happening to them and how other people respond to the way that they look is a part of this, particularly in head and neck cancer. So when we think about peaceful embodiment, I mean, one of the reasons that in terms of yoga and meditation practice, at least for me, I got quite interested in this area. And for both of us, both of our PhDs really tie into this idea of peaceful embodiment. And for you, I can see that obviously there's that there's also a personal background as yourself and also now in clinical settings and your research. And for me, I suppose that similarly, I found that there was a personal um, 
struggle um, in terms of now I've only really found the words from it together with Chandrika and a course that she ran some years ago. But this notion of peaceful embodiment in the world's kind of mystical and contemplative traditions, particularly the Eastern traditions, when you go very deep into those traditions, there's a harsh asceticism. And I know that when I was meditating from 4am in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and not eating and sleeping on concrete and bamboo mats on the floor or whether it was all of the years in Mysore, India, moving through this intense and rigid demanding sequence of postures. Well, I think there was a lot of learning and a lot of important work that I needed to undertake in those settings. I certainly feel as I age and as I go through the ups and downs of life, the joys and sorrows, that at a certain point you um you kind of meet this threshold in life where you can go one of two directions it's like you're on the precipice and one pathway leads to a great deal of self-hatred and punishment and a kind of punitive approach to spiritual practice and the other one is a pathway upon upon which we we really lean into this deeply befriending ourselves like mind body and heart and something happens in that moment you know it's something beyond yoga lineages or gurus or something happens in that moment wherein we make a choice and that choice is often um, it often feels like there's no other choice that we could make but to move into the world in a in a more loving way towards ourselves and therefore towards other people yeah, that's that's right on. I can really feel where you're coming from with that sort of like the my experience anyway was that the the external discipline had to happen first and that can be really dogmatic. It can become rigid, but if you follow those rules and you stick to those parameters, you have a kind of internal experience whereby then you can shift to true discipline, this kind of inner focused discipline that doesn't have to match anyone else's expectations and that's where the kindness comes in, I think that we know inside ourselves that we're doing the things that are wise and sensitive to our needs at the time without having to berate ourselves or have harsh either external or internal dialogues or monologues going on. And so I suppose through this podcast, uh, our intention is to explore what peaceful embodiment looks like um, and how we might live our life um, very much in touch with our own divinity and, the na and nature and the rhythms of the world. Um, because I feel that for me, at least sometimes the, the asceticism of these traditions that many of us have been exposed to, some which aren't even very old, they're quite new, um, the rigor, the gymnastic style approach to, to for example, asana practice, can lead us to be feeling actually quite disembodied and throughout our life while when we're young when we when our body's changing and we're growing and we're adapting to life and then as perhaps we have careers or through parenting and then towards the end stages of our life i suppose the question for me along the way is how how do we remain peacefully embodied what is that Feel like within ourselves and I'm not sure about you Chandrika but I, I imagine that this is the same for you that for me there is this real deep sense of coming home and a sense of restfulness yeah and I think when you learn these things when something happens particularly something happens to the body 
So mm. that's why in my research, it's those disfiguring surgeries that trigger this need to reconfigure the inner workings. That's certainly what I experienced myself as well from having different injuries, from having surgery and treatments that make you feel internally and externally like it's no longer as easy as it was. So you hit these obstacles in terms of your ability to move, but also these emotional obstacles around how the world perceives you as you move through life. And so mm. all of that kind of ties in together that we can approach our practices from a different place that is not motivated by how it will be received by anybody else. It's for ourselves. It's a gift we can give ourselves. And I love that idea of refriending. A lot of people tell me, and this came up in my interviews, but also in other experiences with people going through difficult health situations, chronic illnesses, and you know those difficult things that happen to our lives when we live in a body and our body is fallible and diseases come and go. So when people go through that, they often will say that they feel like their body's betrayed them or it's let them down in a certain way. And so I think this process of refriending is really key to healing from those kinds of traumatic experiences in life. And in the Buddhist tradition, at least in the years that I was practicing Zazen, there was a really great um, kind of phrase that was used for exactly what you're talking about, these moments where we have to look inside ourselves and these moments where we need to kind of reframe. And, you know, there's research around this, around biographical interruption and um, how in terms of therapies, existentialism becomes very important. But in the Buddhist tradition, they're called Dharma gates and they're opportunities to reconsider our practice and how our practice applies to the world or even to discover a practice. So our intentions here on the Peaceful Embodiment podcast is this is a very wide ranging podcast. We will be speaking to practitioners. We will be speaking to researchers. And what the question is, is how do we live in peace with ourselves, in peace with our own mind, body and heart and the world that we live in um, and navigate the inevitable joys and sorrows of life, yet also beginning to understand that there's a huge burgeoning area of research that speaks to these experiences that people are having, whether it's just the specificity of different applications of yoga and mindfulness or these bigger picture um, uh, how would you explain it, Chandrika? These bigger picture issues of what happens to us, mind, body, and heart, when we navigate um, life's necessary ups and downs. Yeah, beautiful. These are the life stories, and it's in the richness of those life stories that we can learn from each other. So, we do hope that you will be tuning in to the future um, podcasts to learn more about peaceful embodiment, to hear the stories of others and also to hear how those stories interweave with research and to gain some experience and insight from the clinicians and the researchers and the long-term practitioners of contemplative traditions that, that we will be speaking to on our journey. So thank you. Sounds great. See you there. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Embodiment podcast. Please get in touch via our website, www.wisdomyogainstitute.org or via Instagram and Facebook at Wisdom Yoga Institute.